I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And um, today is just going to be me, Danika, your co-host. And we are joined as always by a special guest. Our special guest today is Kamisha Jones. Uh, she's a community mental wellness change maker. But before we get into her full bio, we're going to start with a random discussion. So, um, so Kamisha, we usually start a random discussion. So going off the top of my mind, I'm thinking, um, um, okay, so are you into social media or what is that? Do you, are you on there? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. So I kind of go back and forth. I'll try to take breaks and whatnot, but something that I feel like that is happening is it feels like it's so many relationship uh, information, information like dating and relationship advice. And it feels like every other day there's a podcast being released by a celebrity or entertainer who's trying to inform people on relationships and dating. Uh, do you think that this is going to be helpful? for us or like what's your thoughts on that I think it's good to get conversations starting mm -hmm. but it also can be a challenge because some of these people who may position themselves as like relationship experts or influencers may not um have that like additional training to really understand like how to really support people in relationships. Um, I think at the heart of it is people want to have better relationships, especially in the Black community. Yeah. So any information that is out there, people will just eat it up, right? Because they're like, you know, I want to find a partner. I want to be, uh, be in, you know, a marriage or a healthy relationship. So I think that's at the heart of it. But I'm always weary from like TikTok and Instagram, you know, self-proclaimed oh <laughs> uh, relationship experts because yeah, as we've seen with, you know, some things in the past, some people have been giving really harmful information. And so that is when it can get really sticky. Absolutely. I love the way you explained it though, of like the piece of, conversations happening like that is true and it, it goes to show that people are wanting some sort of romantic relationships and maybe not know how to navigate that but yeah the piece of the harmful information I imagine like I, I know oh I had listened to I forget what podcast or whatever it was but basically they had talked about like friendships if a if a woman hasn't had a friendship for over 20 plus years then something's wrong with that woman. It says something like that. And I was just like, what? And I sent it to someone I knew. And I was like, this is wild. Like when I listen to this, my brain cells just seem like they start to crumble. Mm -hmm. And my, this person I sent it to, they was like, no, I get it. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? And so, you know, we went back and it became, like you said, conversation happened. So discussion, we're discussing it. And they end up, they got what I was saying after I had to explain it. But the fact that this person was agreeing with this off the back of that, think about how many other people are just immediately listening to this and because it sounds good or because this is a person you think maybe you admire in a different way. 
you now, uh, you know, ascribe to the information that is a myth or not accurate or doesn't make sense for you. And so I thousands agree and I'm a little tired of it. <laughs> I'm a little tired of it. Yes, I'm tired of it as well. Um, I just have my little five, five scroll rule, which means I will only look at five people's, you know, on your feet, the first five people, and then I'm off. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yes. Because it's a lot to take in and, you know, it can be confusing. And I especially think TikTok, I don't have TikTok, but I have people that, you know, I service for therapy who talk, who come to me with information about TikTok. And they're like, is this true? Is this? And I'm like, oh my God, this is not accurate information. Right. <laughs> people, people, yeah. but people think, think it is. So that's, that's the tough part. Yes. I love that though. The five scrolls. I'm going to take that one. That's a good one. Five scrolls and done. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Get out. Okay, so thank you, Kamisha, for engaging in this random discussion with me. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you. So today's guest is Kamisha O. Jones, a licensed clinical social worker, um, and she is a community mental wellness change maker who leads Sister, let me make sure I'm pronouncing this right, absolutely, Afia? Sister Afia. Afia, Sister Afia, Sister Afia Community Mental Wellness. It's a social enterprise providing low-cost mental wellness care that centers that experiences of Black women in Chicago. Sister Afia, I'm saying it right, right? Yes. Um, Sister Afia, founding in 2017, they have served over a thousand Black women through their innovative community-driven programs. Kamisha's work at Sister Afia has been featured in the Chicago Tribune, TEDx, Vogue, Allure, and Rolling Out. Kamisha is a licensed clinical social worker in Illinois who graduated from Spelman College with a bachelor's in sociology and received her master's in social work from the University of Chicago. Kamisha strongly believes in eliminating barriers in the mental health field that people of diverse cultural backgrounds experience by creating affordable and accessible care that centers the well-being of the whole person. So it's so many things that we could talk about with you today, right? But today you all were focusing on creatively healing through community. So to start us off, uh, can you give us a brief history of how Sister Afia Community Mental Wellness became into fruition? Yes, well, thank you so much for having me um, on this podcast and just the opportunity to share about Sister Afia. So Sister Afia Community Mental Wellness was founded in 2017. And I started the enterprise because I was going through my own mental health challenges and I didn't really see anything out there that focused on Black women, specifically young adults in their 20s and 30s. And I had friends, colleagues that we were all having these challenges with our mental health that could be attributed to transitions, but also maybe things that haven't been addressed for some time. And um, I just decided to create this enterprise and to do something about it. And when I initially started Sister Afia, I was thinking it was going to be like an online platform. But something told me that's already there, like create something that focuses on community because that's what people are really missing or needing because it's very difficult to navigate the mental health care system individually, right? Especially if you're a first time person, you know, trying to get therapy, trying to understand things. Um, And so that's when the community focus really came into play and really kind of distinguished us from maybe some other mental health um, 
businesses or organizations. So we started off with doing groups, workshops, all community related events. Um, I was out almost every weekend doing community outreach to really connect with women in Chicago. I would be at parties, beauty salons, all these different places, you know, really to try to meet Black women where they were at. Um, and since then, we've expanded to offering individual therapy, um, holistic healing events, retreats, social events. Um, and our goal is to meet Black women where they're at and to also make sure that there are if, if no barriers, the least amount of barriers to receiving care and to have that support from other women along the way of someone's healing journey. Um, and so that's how we got started. Um, and our work has, has made a difference in the lives of Black women in Chicago. And Chicago is a very unique place. You know, you hear a lot about it in the media, good, bad, in between. Yeah. Um, but the mental health community and the organizing and just the people who are coming out have really transformed this city. And I'm really happy that Sister Afia has, has been a part of that, reaching women, um, serving women, but also really providing this much needed service um, in Chicago. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving us um, some background. I know, I know Myra, she's the one who found you. I'm not sure how, but as I was looking at your information and even listening to you talk right now, what you are doing is so amazing. Like I almost was like gag, like reading this stuff and, and now I'm even talking to you to the point of like, this is amazing work. And I hope you know, I don't know if you've been told, but I want to tell you again, what you are doing for the community at large, but especially for Black women, is pretty unheard of, right? Um, and for you to be able to sustain it through a pandemic, like, it's amazing. So thank you so much. Um, so getting to, to this next question, what are some examples of ways Black women can heal creatively through community connection? Um, when I think about ways that Black women can heal creatively through connect community connection, it's really starting with who you are as a person and what really interests you and what really speaks to you. So what's interesting about our field in mental health is usually, you know, you have a mental health condition and therapy. That's the, that's the only route that a lot of people think of. But when we think about... Um, creatively healing is really thinking about what really speaks to you as a person and how can that be a part of like your holistic healing journey because we're not just you know a psychological or emotional part of ourselves there's so many different things that need attending to um so at sister afia one of the things that we've done is literally meeting black women where they're at what are they interested in and bringing them together to focus on wellness and healing some of the things that we've done in the past are women's empowerment brunches, right? You know, our generation, we love to brunch. <laughs> um, but bringing women together who've never met before and we have discussion questions about, you know, mental wellness, self-care, community while we're at the brunch, right? So that's something that maybe mental health businesses might not think of, but it's a way to get people in the room to get connected to one another, but to also talk about um, healing. Another thing that we've done um, are retreats as well. So sometimes that's not always talked about like as an avenue to reach women. 
Um, but we partnered with Center Collective. They're also in Chicago and we facilitated um, two retreats and it was a way for women to come together, relax, enjoy themselves, but to do fun things throughout the day. Um, so those are some of the things that we've done. We've done so much more, um, but those are the things that really stick out to me as far as bringing women together to what naturally interests them and then getting them in the space to connect with one another and to be able to add something else to like, I would say like their toolkit to be able to heal. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, meeting them where they're at, like meeting people where they're at. And like you just said, we love a good brunch, you know, retreats, like that's like focusing on this community. And that is, I think that we don't talk about the fact that community is a part of healing too. Um, like and, and we need that, we need that. So I love that you're doing that. This question um, focuses a little more on the mental wellness um, and the individual therapy and care, but it says, how can black women's mental wellness improve through community in ways that are different from individual therapy care? This pandemic has really shown us why we cannot be in isolation. Um, if we think about being forced to not engage with people and the rise of mental health um, concerns over the past two to three years, um, I think we've gotten to a point where people are more open to seeking help for mental health care, but the pandemic really exasperated that need even more. So um, being in isolation is not healthy for our mental health, period, right? Like um, one of the things that we encounter at Sister Afi is women who may come to us for individual therapy, but they're like, I need friends. <laughs> you know, I want to be around like-minded women who are going through some of the same things and um, having those opportunities for community connection really help to move people out of isolation. Um, and it really helps people to know that they're not alone navigating these different challenges. And we all you know, can at least think of a time where we were dealing with something internally and how that was different than when we were able to talk about it or express it to other people and to receive that, you know, that affirmation or that just being seen or heard. Um, and I think Black women, we do sisterhood, sisterhood really well, despite of what the media says or what portrays. I think we are A plus <laughs> sisterhood. Mm -hmm. and, and with that, you know, in, in a variety of ways in, in which that can look like, it is a part of our healing. It's a part of us being able to navigate these challenges that we experience in life. Um, so that's what I think is the difference between the community connection and the individual therapy is that it brings you into a space where you're not navigating things alone and you have people who can support you. And it's just good for your brain. It's just good for your brain <laughs> as well uh, to be around other people. Yes. Thank you so much for answering that question. Um, di diving a little bit deeper into this. So we're talking about this connection and this community. Can you explain to us, and this is from your personal thoughts and experience, um, can you explain to us the roots of connection Black folks have to creative healing and why this is a powerful, powerful form of healing for us? Yeah, um, for Black people, we uh, have a high value on relationships and community. 
if we think about our history in America, and if we think about it on the continent before, you know, we got here, a community was about survival, building, and, and protection. Um, and that has really shown itself through so many different events, you know, throughout history and what we're currently going through right now. Healing for us before it was actually coined as a term therapy, we were doing it through community. If we think about artistic expression, right? We think about um, church groups, like the black church was huge, you know, and being a healing space um, for black people, connecting and seeking counsel, you know, from elders mm. or being a part of social clubs. If we think about, you know, black women creating these social clubs, you know, whether it was NCNW or, you know, all these different clubs that brought black women together. Um, those things were things that we needed to heal and what we needed for black liberation and what we needed to move us forward, whether personally, you know, or socially or politically. So I think that it's already been within us. It's already a high value for our community. And it only makes sense to start there, right? Like if it's something that um, we need or we value or is naturally a part of our lineage, that should be a central part into uh, how we can heal in ways that are relevant and make sense for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, in comparison to, you know, other folks, Black people, when it comes to healing of uh, individual therapy, obviously it works, but there's this piece of, like you're talking, this creative piece that we have that's tied to community and connection. And uh, as you talked about, like wanting to deeper this, the artistic expression, like that piece um, and the social clubs and all those things, like you said, it comes from, like, it's always been there, like our ancestors, like it's always been with, been, been within us. And when our ancestors, our enslaved ancestors, like they literally, it was just in them. So it just happened. And maybe it looked different now because my, our ancestors were enslaved folks, but they still figured out a way for that community connection to happen and healing through those ways. Like this, it still happened. So, you know, it, it, it absolutely makes sense. Um, so personally, what would you say has been your favorite form of creative healing through community and free, free for all, if you feel comfortable to give us examples? Sure. Um, my favorite ways to heal creatively through community is artistic expression. Um, I love going to, you know, a good, you know, live music, you know, or concert, you know, with people. I think about trap karaoke and different things like that, you know. I don't know if they have that where you are, but in Chicago, they have like Afro karaoke, trap karaoke, all these different things. Wait, y'all have things, Afro karaoke? I believe, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that one. Don't be mad at me, LA, if y'all hear <laughs> haven't seen that way they might got us on that one <laughs> right I know you all do trap yoga out there but like okay. something like that you know it's like bringing people together it's healing but it's also fun um I also like dance um African dance is really great Caribbean anything that gets to like move my body and I'm around like other women it always feels like really great 
Um, and since I was a little girl, I've always loved like the visual arts as well. Um, recently, I took a pottery class and I really, really enjoyed it. And it was a great way to be mindful because you can't be on your phone when you're making pottery, right? <laughs> like you got, you have to really, you know, be in it and um, being around other people doing it also like inspired me and also was like, uh, got my creative juices um, flowing. So anything spoken word, like open mic nights, like all of those things. I don't get up on the mic, but I like to hear other people on the mic. Um, Have you ever got up there before? No, ma'am. That's not my, <laughs> that's not my, uh, gift. <laughs> what about karaoke? Uh, uh, karaoke, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> But um, those are some of the things that I like to do in community that are healing, that are enjoying, uh, that are full of enjoyment, but also just connecting with other people. It's something about being in the same space and like really expressing yourself, but also focusing on um, that being a part of your mental wellness journey, right? Sometimes we think about the typical, maybe typical self-care things, going in, you know, get a massage, rest you know, eating all those different things, but um, enjoyment and pleasure should be a part of that. Um, and that can happen through uh, doing different activities, but also engaging with other people while doing those um, practices or activities. Yes, I love that. And I'm so glad that, you know, that you're actively practicing these things that um, you're encouraging others to try out. You have personal experience. You know that these things work and these things do feel good. Um, and maybe they look different for different folks, but it is there, is there, absolutely. Um, so at the end of our podcast, we always do a takeaway, a homework. It could be anything that you want to leave the audience, our listeners with. So what would you say your takeaway would be for today? My takeaway for our listeners is to really do a self inventory and think about the things that are important to you. Think about the things that you're interested in and the things that really move you towards um, where you would like to be with your healing journey. And then going out and finding those things. Uh, I really love like meetup groups and um, you have like different events on Eventbrite or getting connected with organizations like Sisa Afia, like those are all opportunities to really kind of take what you find in that self inventory and to put it into practice. Um, so those are things that I would encourage people to do. Um, and sometimes going to therapy is not always the first thing that's going to help us with our mental wellness. And a lot of times right now, that's kind of what is being pushed the most. If you have this issue, go to therapy. If you're dealing with this, go to therapy, all of those different things. But um, there are other things that speak to us more and we should definitely take advantage um, and, and really explore those things. I'll also say group therapy, if you want a good mix of the two, is also a really good way to be in community, but to also focus on your mental wellness. Um, at Sisa Afia, we did, uh, we completed a group called Flourish, and it was healing through the culture of Black womenhood. And every week, we focused on a different cultural icon and looked at their music and related it to mental wellness. And we were all in a group, right? So like things like that can be um, something that could be helpful for you if you're looking for a mix of the two. So overall, do a self inventory, what speaks to you, what moves you. 
Um, two, look and seek out those things and also know that therapy is not always the first avenue that um, can be healing for you as you're trying to improve your mental wellness. Yes, I love this takeaway. Thank you so much for giving us this information. Um, we'll be sure to share your information in our uh, our show notes. Is there anything else that you would like to end um, our recording today with? Yeah, absolutely. So if you are in Chicago, and even if you're not, we have virtual and in-person opportunities to connect with Sister Afia. So um, if you go to our website, sisterafia.com slash services, you can sign up anywhere you are <laughs> in the country. You have to, of course, do the in-person things in Chicago, but um, we have wellness classes, workshops. We don't do groups online. Um, but we do have opportunities for people to connect with us if you're not in Chicago, and we'd love to welcome you to our community. Yes, y'all heard her. It is literally, I mean, I'm hearing some free events, and so y'all know we like a good price are free, so don't miss out on starting this journey of community connection and healing, um, regardless if you're in therapy or not, like this is a great place to start or continue your healing. So I know I'm most definitely gonna check it out. When I was looking at your website, I had seen it. I was like, yep, yep, I'm gonna be signing up for some <laughs> stuff as well um, and sharing it with my clients and my support system and loved ones. Um, so um, we will see you all next week, you know, on the next Monday. Uh, listen to us on all platforms. All right, you all. So y'all, I don't know about y'all, but I really enjoyed today's episode with Kamisha. And I just love seeing Black women just flourish and, I mean, do anything. But especially when you're doing something for other Black women, like it's just something about it that's inspiring. And it just makes me like my bones feel good. I can't explain it. So I'm hoping you all felt the same way. And at the very least, got some new information that you can apply or share to someone else who can apply. Um, and talking about community connection, I do want to go ahead and plug an event that our co-host Myra is hosting, uh, which is Resilient Tea. So she's hosted this for about four years now. And so if you've ever went, you know that it's amazing and it's a way to connect with women, work on mental wellness and community and connection and healing. It's just a beautiful event. Um, and so if you haven't already got your tickets, you can check out um, Aisha's um, Instagram at, at hey, H-E-Y, Aisha. A-E-S-H-A. You know I like to get names right. So if I'm saying your name wrong, Aisha, I apologize. But I got to get this information now for the folks. So it'll be in our show notes. But um, yeah, you want to sign up immediately. I know they got a, a lot of great deals going on right now. And as far as like if you buy a ticket, I want to say they have something where you can get two free tickets. So this is a perfect, perfect prime example of going ahead, getting your community connected to other people in the community. Um, so yeah, go ahead, get your tickets for the Resilient Tea, and we will see you all next week. So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate, and I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might want to work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's 5-E-R-R. -R. So 5 with two R's at the end. 
So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio and tell them that we sent you.